You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. A pinnacle of engineering. Kia EV6 GT. The most powerful Kia ever crafted. Right across South Australia, this is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. And you'll hear Sports Day every weeknight from 6pm with me, Paul Bonzer. And tonight joining me is a man who took 320 first class wickets, Chad Sayers. Bonds, how are you going? I'm great. Um, we are live at the Adelaide Oval tonight. We probably wish we weren't. Yeah, walking in, I thought we might get a decent game from the Strikers tonight, Bonds. Must-win game to, to put themselves in the finals, but um, unfortunately, the Scorchers are showing why they're the best in the league. We well, could only manage 92. The Strikers were bowled out for 92. Unbelievable. Not 192, just 92. And the current score after eight overs, the Scorchers are two for 60. So they're going to cruise to victory here. And the game will probably be over by the time our show's over. I think definitely will be. And uh, disappointing from the Strikers. Um, one more game to try and get themselves in the top five, Bonds and play finals. But it's hard to see at the moment. They're not playing very good cricket. Not at the moment. Uh, but we've got a massive show, Chad. Uh, we'll have an Australian Open update. Talk about that marathon game that finished after 4am in Melbourne between Kokonakis uh, uh, and Murray. Um, we'll talk about... Well, I guess we have to talk about the cricket here, but uh, we don't really want to. The Adelaide 36ers, we'll talk about their game last night. They had a, another loss as well. The TDU is on in Adelaide at the moment. We'll give you an update on stage three. And later in the show, a couple of good interviews. We'll talk to the coach of the Adelaide United, Carl Viet, before their big game tonight at Cooper Stadium. They take on MacArthur. And from the Port Adelaide Footy Club, your club, Dan Houston will join us. I Huey. Can't wait. Yeah, it should be good. Uh, all right, let's get to the Australian Open update. Thanks to Kia EV6 GT, a pinnacle of engineering and the most powerful Kia ever crafted. What a marathon it was last night. Um, Tanasi Kokonakis went down in five sets to Andy Murray. And a match that finished, as I said, after 4 a.m. It went five hours and 54 minutes long. It was... That's ridiculous, isn't it? To, win it, to finish a game, surely they just pause it and play the next day? As Aaron Hardy hits another six for the Scorchers. Um, yeah, I think 4 a.m., that is ridiculous. Who's watching? Who's going to be supporting? Um, I did hear Andy Murray say, if you were the parent of one of the ball boy or ball girls like you don't want them coming home at 5am that's just ridiculous uh, showing an open need to get their scheduling um, down pat because you can't have games going that long and going into the early morning of the next day one thing that i found interesting during that is the the if uh, the reason that um they can't have a toilet break like, they've only got a certain amount of toilet breaks during, during a game. And if you're, you're trying to stay hydrated during a game oh, you're gonna need to and go, drink water, you? you can't have 
a taller break. Let's have a listen at what Andy Murray said about this ridiculous rule. Yeah, look, I understand, obviously, the the rules on, on, on the tour with the toilet breaks and the bathroom breaks, and I've obviously been very vocal about that, but, you know, it's three in, three in the morning. Uh, you know, I've been drinking all day. I need to go to the toilet, and, you know, it's just... Yeah, it's obviously frustrating in, in that moment. Um, I understand it because you don't want people taking advantage of the rules, but, you know, when you're sticking players on the court at 3, 4 in the morning, then, you know, sometimes there needs to be a little bit of leeway. Do you agree? This should be common sense. Oh, 100%. Surely. Who's a ref to tell you when you, you can't go to the toilet? Like, you got to go, you got to go. you got to go, you got to go. But let's not take away the, the game between those two. Andy Murray's back, isn't he? Kokonakis is showing his emergence on the on the pro tour. So it was a great game. The cock got away with two sets of love. Probably thought he was going into the third round, but Andy Murray he just showed his class and showed why he was world number one um, in his time. Amazing. After the game, he said, I've got a big heart. He was asked a question. He said, what, you know, how do you think you won? I've got a big heart. And that uh, probably sums it up. Alex Diminor had a good win over Marinino in... Uh, he won a four-set win, and he goes through to the next round. He meets Ben Bonzi. So he might be my new favourite player, Ben Bonzi. Well, it's pretty close to your name, Paul Bonzi. So <laughs> I think he should be your, your favourite player, apart from the Aussies. But Dimonoy, he's one that goes under the radar, isn't he? We always talk about Kokonakis, about Curios. But Dimonoy, he just gets the job done, doesn't he? He's got a big heart. Yes, the demon. And he's, the, he's probably the quickest player on tour as well. Great to see him have a good win. And the new star of Australian tennis, Alexi Poporin, he had a massive win over Taylor Fritz. And let's have a listen to what Alexi said after the game. Um, look, I'm, I'm going to take it. Uh, I'm going to do exactly what I did after, after the match two days ago. Um, I'm going to probably take a day off tomorrow, get the body 100%. That's what I did. That's how I managed to play eight hours in four days. So, um, so I, I, yesterday I didn't touch the racket at all. Um, I did as much recovery as I possibly could, ice bath, boots, massage, stretching, everything that I possibly could do um, to recover, to be as fully fit for this match, and I'm going to do the same for the next match. Two four-hour games, and um, he's a new star. He is, and I love watching him play. I watched him a little bit in the Adelaide International Bonds, and he's just a full of excitement, isn't he? He's that young talent, just can't wait to get on the court, loves a win, celebrates his points, so... Um, and I like the way he's not overthinking it about hitting too many balls. I know in cricket you can overtrain as well. You think you're in, not not in form, so you hit more balls and more balls, and then you go out and not perform anyway. So for him, it's all about recovery, and it's great to see he's uh, sticking to his guns. He takes on Ben Shelton tomorrow on John Kane Arena at 7 p.m. And uh, let's uh, move on, shall we? Because uh, there's some disastrous stuff going on here if you're a Strikers fan right in front of us. You're listening to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Current score out in the middle is the Scorchers are two for 86, chasing 92. Aaron Hardy is sitting sixes all over the place. He's 42 off 27 deliveries. So they're only six, uh, seven runs away from... Victory, the Scorchers, and you can be part of the show as well. You can text in on 0427 154 166 or give us a call, 1300 736 736. And we're just keeping the chairs warm, aren't we, Chad, for David Wildey and Malcolm Blight, who are your normal hosts of Sports Day, and they'll be back just before the start of the AFL footy season. 
Yeah, how good. Can't wait to listen to those two blokes on SEN and, and talk footy, which we all love. All right, let's have a look at the uh, hot topic now. We'll mention the Adelaide 36ers who had a loss in overtime to Brisbane last night, 106 to 101. It's their fourth loss in a row, Chad, and uh, they have slipped out of the top six. They are now eighth on the ladder, and they've got four tough games to go in the season. They play Melbourne at home, Cairns away, Sydney at home, and then Melbourne away. Now, you're always optimistic about your 36ers, Bonds, but you told me that they were... 100% definite going to beat the Brisbane Bullets, but what happened? They, they look lost. So there is, there is issues there. They look like they're just uh, playing social basketball. There doesn't seem to be any real teamwork or chemistry. There doesn't seem to be any structure in offence. Uh, their their defence falls apart on occasions. Um, you talk about leadership. Does that start with the coach or, or the I, captain? I, I, or? I, I, don't want to say it, but I would be surprised if CJ Bruton is still in that job come next year. They want results. They've had fantastic support from the Adelaide crowd. They've got a sellout again on Saturday night when they play Melbourne here. So four sellouts in a row. The, the front office is doing everything right on the court at the moment. looks horrible. They brought in great recruits, great imports, and it's just it just hasn't worked. And, and as you said, the, the crowd have, have been coming and supporting, so hopefully they can come this weekend and, and beat Melbourne. They're, they're the, the top of the table, aren't they? So if they can knock them off, then, well, they've been on a then roll. they can turn their form. Yeah, they've won they? eight of their last ten, Melbourne United. So, yes, uh, uh, good luck to the Sixers on Saturday night anyway. Stage three of the Tour Down Under was on today. Chad, from Norwood to Campbelltown. Now, that doesn't sound like a very big ride, but they went through <laughs> Lobethal. For me and you, it would be... <laughs> <laughs> it might be too. Lobethal, Birdwood, Williamstown and uh, Spaniard Pelo Pilbo, Pilboa uh, won the stage. And But Jay Vine, the Australian, has taken the ochre jersey and he leads the Tour Down Under. Stage four tomorrow is from Port Wollonga to Wollonga. So they do a couple of laps down south. It's just a great event, isn't it? I've seen a bit of it on, on the news and on the sporting channels and... Um the Adelaide crowd just get around events like this, Bonds, don't they? So um, yeah, it's going to be exciting, that final stage. Certainly is. And uh, we're here for Repco Authorised Service Centre. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. You can book online at repcoservice.com. And there's a high ball hit out into the field and there might be a catch dropped here. Oh, it was juggled and taken in the end. So another wicket down for uh, the Scorchers. They are still, they're now three for 88, chasing 92. So just five runs to get the win for the Scorchers. Um, now, coming up on the show, if you missed uh, the start of the show, we've got Carl Viet from Adelaide United and one of your boys from the Port Adelaide Footy Club, Dan Houston. Geez, he's a good player. He is. He's one of my favourite players, rebounding from that defensive line bonds and um, yeah I'm looking forward to asking him some hard questions and we're also going to do our Friday forecasts as well so sure thing most at stake doomsday I'll be interested to see what your Friday forecast is and uh, yeah a few interesting things but what this has been it's just been a disaster for the strikers hasn't it good crowd in we must mention that as well there is probably maybe 15 to 20,000 people here now, on a Friday I, afternoon I rolled in about half an hour after the game had started, Bonds, and there was the car park line was massive. They need to sort that out just quietly, but 
for all them fans are going to walk in those gates. I walked in, the score was four for 29. That's not good viewing for your crowd who comes and supports support you every game. And the Strikers have the best fans in the league. They play at the best oval and their performances at the moment aren't great. They're going to finish uh, probably about half hour shorter time as well. And the Scorchers will get the win very easily. They tick over to 89 runs, just a boundary away from victory now. So coming up on the show, Carl Viet from Adelaide United and Dan Houston from the Port Adelaide Footy Club. You're listening to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. A pinnacle of engineering, Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Right across South Australia, this is Sports Day. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonds are here with the King of Swing, Chad Sayers. And the game's over here, Chad. Yeah, very early Quick finish good game. for the strikers and the scorchers. And the fans, uh, you can see they're disgruntled down there, Bonds. They're not happy. Not at all. Uh, it's, uh, I think they're in a bit of a shock. Um, if you're just joining us, strikers were bowled out for 92 and... The Scorchers chased them down, 11.1 overs. Three for 94 was their final total. Uh, an easy win for the top of the table, Scorchers. Gee, Aaron Hardy looked good again, Bonds. He followed up his 90 not out with a quick fire 44. Josh English, 22 not out again. Next Couldn't star of Australian cricket, Aaron oh, 100, Hardy. 100%. Is it Look, Chris Green? Is it Chris Green type, isn't he? They just keep producing him WA. and You could nearly have eight or nine of their players in the team of the tournament. That's how good they're going. It could. Uh, we're keeping the seats warm for David Wildey and Malcolm Blight, who'll be back just before the start of the AFL season to take you right through the winter. And you can be part of the show tonight. You can text in 0427 154 166. It's time for the Friday forecast, Chad. Thanks to Toolkit Depot, your one-stop shop to get back on the tools. A new year means new gear at Toolkit Depot. Friday forecast time, your sure thing, Chad says, to start us off. Now, Bonds, unfortunately, most of our SA sporting teams aren't going too great. So I don't have a sure thing about a sporting side. So I've gone to the the Gallops tomorrow in Ascot. Okay. From a good source, he's guaranteed me this will not lose. So gamble responsibly. Ascot race eight, number 10, Velvet Queen. It's currently about 235, so not much value there, but it won't lose. Okay, W money, easy. There you All go. right, my sure thing, I have got a South Australian sporting team. The South Australian Scorpions will win tomorrow. They play New South Wales tomorrow at Karen Rolton Oval, and they will get the win. They chased down 278. They were three for 50. And ended up see getting that, it, uh, four down. That is a great chase, isn't four it? Four for 280. Maddie Penner, 113, not out. And a great game of cricket. A car yeah. right over again, full yep. of runs. But yep. you're right, Madeline Peller, a great knock to steer the side home. Yep. And the captain, Gemma Barsby, as well. So, yeah. no, great performance by the Scorpions. So, if you're not doing anything tomorrow, get down to KRO um, or tune in. I'll be commentating tomorrow. So uh, Trigger of all trades, Bonds, you, aren't you, you? You can listen to me whenever you want, Chad, tomorrow. <laughs> uh, all right, what's your uh, most at stake here? 
I went with the Australian Open. I think the way the, the game was handled last night, as we talked about earlier, the 4 a.m. finish, um, the no toilet breaks. Like They need to get their scheduling better. I know it's a tight squeeze to get every game in for the finals on the Saturday and Sunday, but you can't have games finishing at 4 a.m. because you've got to squeeze a game in. Like They're professional athletes. Um, and, and surely your, your TV ratings takes a hit as well. 100%. I, don't, I just don't understand. It makes no sense. I obviously wasn't watching at 4 a.m. No. But I would have liked to have seen how many people were actually in the, in the court watching that game. Here's another question. Why are you starting a game at 20 past 10? Well, that's right. I know they've got. I know they've had rain and and issues that get, there's been washouts and they've got to fit games in, but surely. No, nah, they got to do it better, Bonds. Does have to be better. My most at stake is CJ Bruton. I think if the 36ers don't finish the season well, the last four games, he he might have been gone already. But he's such a nice bloke, and and it'd be a shame that in just the have one year. Have you heard it? Maybe a little whisper that he's no, he's I haven't. Gone? No, I haven't. I've, I've uh, just uh, people are asking me. Just disappointed about the sixes, aren't you? <laughs> a lot of people were asking me, but there was such high expectations on this group of players. Even the players themselves came out pre-season and said we'll only lose three games for the year. Gee whiz! So the confidence was there. That's not me saying I won't get out in, in cricket every year. They beat <laughs> the Nick one at first. <laughs> they, they beat the Phoenix Suns in the pre-season games. They come back to Adelaide. Full of expectations. The crowds are going to their games. Everything's right. But um, CJ just hasn't been able to, I guess, pull this group together. So I am reckon he should be a little bit nervous. All right, your doomsday. Well, we've just watched it unfold, Bonds. But the Adelaide Strikers are going to miss the finals when they were three and zip going very well. They chased down... 238 against the Hobart Hurricanes not so long ago, but since then they just haven't seemed to be able to find their form and they can't win away from home. So I don't see them winning next next game and they'll miss the finals. Yeah, Tuesday they take on the Renegades in Melbourne. Um, I think you might be right. Uh, my doomsday is if a player is not allowed to take a toilet break at the Australian Open and an accident happens. What are you supposed to That's do? That's got to be doomsday. One for the organisers, uh, two for the embarrassment of the player. We hope we don't see that. But Well, you can only hold on for so long, can't you? And as I said, who's, who's an umpire to tell you you can't go to the toilet, Andy Murray? I, it's what are you so, supposed to do? Wear it's nappies? ludicrous, isn't it? Wear it is nappies. ludicrous. Shocking. Adult nappies, you reckon? Adult diaper? Well. Into the fourth set, just go and slip an adult diaper on. Yep. <laughs> It's the only way around it. It's a horrible thought. (laughs) Uh, That's our Friday forecast. You can stream every NFL game live this season with NFL Game Pass. Go to nflgamepass.com. Chad, we got two really big guests coming up on the show. Carl Viet from Adelaide United. They play tonight at 7.15 at Cooper Stadium. They take on MacArthur Footy Club. Early in the year, they went down 2-0. To MacArthur, so Generally time pretty for good some at redemption. Home, though, Bonds, they, they are, they the are Reds? good at home, coming off a draw against Victory. So hopefully they can turn that around. And also talking to Dan Houston from the Port Adelaide Footy Club. Can't wait! Come on, the power. You think they're going to go okay? Your ah. power. Top four locked in. They got a hard draw to start the season. Nah. Top four Bonds. You can be part of the show as well. Text in 0427154. 
166. Uh, you're listening to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. A pinnacle of engineering, Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Right across South Australia. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA, coming to you live from the Adelaide Oval on Cruise 1323. And uh, I'm here with Chad Sayers, a man who took a lot of wickets out in the middle here. Chad, it was a disappointing time for the strikers today. They were bowled out for 92, and the Scorchers got the runs three wickets down. It was a game where they just could have set up their finals appearance, wasn't it, Bonds? Against the best in the league. If you beat them, then you, you know that you're a part of it and you should be there, but... They put out their poorest performance of the of the competition here in front of their home crowd, which is disappointing. And as I said earlier, I don't think um, winning away from home is their strength this year, and um, which means they're not going to make the finals, unfortunately. Question without notice: uh, Why didn't you play any big bash cricket? Well, at fir- that surprises me. Yeah, at first it was a bit of. Uh, I guess I was playing a lot of Sheffield Shield cricket before Christmas, so it was a good chance to get a rest in. And okay, it probably wasn't going to be as big as it's gotten. After that, I was contracted for a couple of years with the Strikers. Unfortunately, didn't play. But yeah, I would have loved to have um, tried my arm at, at different skills and different tactics of the game, which I think I could have been good at. But unfortunately, I didn't get that taste. Any nibbles from overseas? No, nah, unfortunately not. Because I guess because you didn't play exactly. here locally. Exactly. It makes it tougher. I went over to Gloucestershire and played county cricket. Okay. Um, but they, they have their pros as well um, yep. from overseas playing certain competitions so not to be for me Bonds it's a bit it, it's one of the puzzles of life that Chad Sayers did not play in the in the BBL after being so successful uh, with a red ball I know you can swing a white ball as well all right um, we uh, have Dan Houston coming up on the show and also Carl Viet they'll be with us very very shortly and you're listening to Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 with Paul Bonzer and Chad Zayas. Our next guest is brought to us by Tyre Power. Think safety this January. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. From the Port Adelaide Football Club, is Dan Houston. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA, Dan. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me on this afternoon. Um, Dan, uh, how's pre-season treating you? Going well? Yeah, it's been really solid so far. Uh, we had a we had a big session today, a uh, big open session in front of in front of our fans, and yeah, it's been been really solid so far. We've got a good uh, good base of fitness, and yeah, moving nicely uh, into some practice games in uh, about four weeks. That's what I was going to ask you, Dan. What what part of the preseason you win? And you're saying practice games is that internals, and when do you play inter- uh, other clubs? Yeah, so um, we're, we're sort of at that stage of our pre-season where we start doing match play and, and getting our structures um, going for the, for the year and, and what we'll set up like. And then, yeah, in about uh, three or four weeks, we, we have an in, internal club um, game. And then after that, we're not too sure what's happening, um, who we're playing, and uh, we'll find out a bit, think a bit later on in the pre-season. 
And uh, who's really impressed you at the moment uh, during pre-season? Are you just come back from uh, the Christmas break? Yeah, I think, well, everyone's come back in really good nick and we've got a, a good good fitness base and um, everyone's moving well. But, yeah, some just the young players that um, you know, really bounced back um, after Christmas break, Horn Francis, um, Butters, Rosie, all the likely types, and even the senior heads like Travis Boak um, are just moving really nicely on the track. And in mass play today, they uh, yeah they were they were excellent. And I'm looking forward to seeing their progress um, throughout the year and even yeah just the next few weeks. Dan, uh, summer preseason. It's nice warm weather. Normally, who's the first bloke to get his shirt off at, at preseason? <laughs> oh, I think I think Bokey's always pretty close but um yeah we've got we've got a bit of a rule going that um you know it's one in all in so um yeah both of <laughs> you definitely up there but we always make sure we get the all clear first and then yeah he's the first to take it off oh, fantastic uh the lead, the old man showing the way it's beautiful uh, two yeah. big recruits this year and you mentioned jason horn francis but willie rioli how have they settled as well and they how have they settled into the club yeah, um, Jason Horn Francis is just coming out of rehab. He's obviously had his, his knees cleaned up, and yeah, today he uh, he had a really solid hit out in match simulation, and Kenny threw him straight in the guts, and yeah, he, he was really really good around the footy, and you can just see why he was the number one draft pick. He moves well and, and uses the ball really nicely, and yeah, obviously Junior um, has come into the club as well, and as a high half forward, and um, you know he's silky smooth, and um, I'm sure the the forwards in front of him like Big Charlie Dixon, Todd Marshall, and Georgiardi will be licking their lips when he gets the ball in his hand. And he's going to be a really important replacement for Robbie Gray, Dan? Yeah, I think, well, it's pretty hard to, to replace Robbie, all the things he did, and, and just the type of player he was. He was very unique, but um, I think Kenny's already come up with a plan of, of how he will, you know, set up the forward line and, um, you know, who his go-tos will be. But, yeah, definitely those high half-forwards, we've got, um, we've got a fair few of them now, which can provide a bit of spark. Um, you know, across the midfield and, and high half forward line. Have you got any uh, certain areas of your own game which you're working on just to take you to that next level to be an elite AFL player? Yeah, for me um, at the moment, uh, we're looking at we've obviously lacked a little bit of height in, in defence. So I'm looking at, at really trying to um, you know support the taller players in, um, in my game. So coming off and helping out in the air, whether that be spoiling or marking, and, and just um, increase those intercept mark numbers as as well as looking to build my leadership um, on and off the field as, you know, you get to that stage in your career where you're a bit older and, and you, you played a few games and um, looking to pass on that knowledge and, and help the younger players out as well. You mentioned uh, Connor Rosie and Butters and they all come back in good shape, but who do you expect to have a decent season going forward? Uh, Todd Marshall also had a great year last year. Out of that younger group, who do you expect to take the next step in 2023. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, um, they're all they're all very good players in their own right, and I think they 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 can all take their game to the next level. They're, they're so young, and they've got a, a big career ahead of them. But yeah, obviously your Butters, your Rosies, Mitch Georgiades, I'm sure will, will definitely be looking to take his game to a new level. And, and Xavier Dersmer's, um, you know, doing everything right on the track at the moment. So. Um, I couldn't put a finger on it, but there's a lot of players that are looking to do the exact same thing and, and take their games to the next level. Now, being a massive Port supporter myself, Dan, um, what can us fans expect from the power this year? I know it's a little bit of a distant question, but um, looking forward? Yeah, well, obviously we're looking to, to bounce back from, from last year and make a significant uh, improvement on that, not just 
not just myself, but everyone else in the club is, is looking to do that. And um, yeah, the way that we're training at the moment, we want to be fast with the ball and we want to take the game on, which I'm sure every Power fan will be uh, will stoked to hear that. But yeah, that's what we're looking to do. And then, um, you know, we've got enough talent in the team now just to, um, you know, play that that style of footy and and mix it with the with the with the best. Just to let you know, Dan, uh, Chad did wear his scarf for this interview as well, so uh, he's got that draped around his neck. <laughs> Ken Hinckley, uh, is he very hands-on in pre-season or does he take a little bit of a step back? Um, oh, it's hard, it's hard to say. I think Kenny's very particular in, in the way of he wants things and, and what, he, what he expects of the group and, and that sort of stuff, and he keeps a close eye on training, but... Um, you know, he's obviously got um, line coaches which um, take a bit of the load off for him. But um, with what we've seen during this preseason, Kenny knows exactly what he wants and what he expects of us. And, um, yeah, he's keeping a close eye on training and, and we're trying to, you know, make that, um, you know, come true this year. Further to that, do you get much personal one-on-one time with Ken? Like, if you didn't want to discuss something about your game, can you just knock on his office door and, and sit down with him and have a good chat about footy? Yeah, yeah, there's plenty of time for that in our program at the moment. And, um, you know, as a young player, I used to, you know, catch up with Kenny, um, you know, almost uh, weekly and, and just see where I'm at and all that sort of stuff. And I think as you get older, you, you just have a chat with him just because you become mates. And, yeah, there's plenty of time in our, in our schedule to catch up with him. And he's very open um, about, you know, talking through things with people. And he's got a really good connect, connection with a lot, of the, a lot of the players. And when I say a lot of men, all, the, all of the players... Um, and the coaches, so it's very, a uh, very open book. Now, Huey, I know you're a cricket tragic, mate. Um, a lot of the boys played down at the Grange Dolphins last year in the 2020 comp. Just why no team this year? Uh, I'm actually not too sure. I think we're a little bit slack in organising some of the off-field <laughs> stuff. And last year we were scraping the barrel a bit with uh, the players that we had to, to fill in. Um, so no team this year, but I'm sure we'll bounce back next year. We just, uh, yeah, and, and obviously we, we started pre-season um, a, a lot later than what we usually did, which probably meant that a lot of our players were, were back home into state. Well, I might have to slot in that side if you, if you do have a side next year, mate. Yeah, you, you can open the bowling and the batting for us if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what speaking of switching off from footy and things you do outside of the game, what do you do in your spare time? Are you a bit of a gamer, or is there another sport? Do you play a bit of golf? Yeah, play a bit of golf with the boys. So I'm at I'm at Grange um, with Ollie Wines and Tom Cleary. So play a bit of bit of golf with them and and some of the other boys. Um, and then I'm I'm currently uh, studying a, a level two coaches course, which I've um, taken on in the last. Uh, probably six months, so I've had a bit of passion for, for coaching and just in general interest about the way uh, that our coaches go about it and, you know, just, yeah, so took that on board a bit and, yeah, just try and keep it pretty low-key off field, but enough to, to keep you um, engaged. Two questions off the back of that answer. Uh, what's your handicap? Oh, not this question. Um, <laughs> I like to get out there for a bit of a bit of leisure and a bit of therapy. But my handicap is twenty two, so not flash. And I played with Hamish Hartley yesterday, and he would probably say my handicap should be closer to thirty the way I played. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Um, coaching, that's that's great that you you sort of have an interest in that. Do you see yourself? Yeah, you know, it's a long way off the end of your career, but do you see yourself getting into coaching after after you finish footy? 
Potentially, yeah. I think the the coaches at Port and the way that they go about it, and um, when you when you sit down with coaches, um, you know, almost weekly for the last six or seven years, you take a bit of an interest in the way that they go about it and how they see things. And um, then when you when you're having to find yourself explain it to to younger people and um, younger players, you, you sort of um, you know find a little bit of an interest for that. So I definitely think um, there's something there for it. I'm not sure exactly how into coaching I'll go but it, yeah there's definitely a, a fair bit of interest Now Huey I do get a coffee um, around the corner from Aberdeen Oval sometimes and I see the coaches running through there, Sean Burgoyne, Nathan Bassett, I know Chad Corns loves the gym, are they giving you a run for their money? In terms of coaching? Just, no, just strength and uh, conditioning They're all looking oh, yeah. pretty fit Yeah, no they are and no, um, you know, this time of year, there's a lot of there's a lot of players in rehab, so they're they're always filling in for for drills, and um, yeah, they're they're definitely they're definitely fit enough and fitter than some of the, some of the boys. The way that they keep themselves fit, and I know and I know Chad keeps himself in very good nick <laughs> in the gym as well. The uh, game plan is there been any tweaks, or is it pretty much trusting in what you've done in the past? It's been successful, or has uh, Ken made any tweaks to the game plan? Yeah, obviously the game's always evolving, and you know we're looking to, um, you know, look at some of how the other teams play and, and how and what we've got on the field, and we've definitely got a very exciting team in the front half. So, um, you know, we'll be looking to to play to their strengths and everyone else's strength on the field, and um, you know, put other teams under under the pump in the in the in the back half, and um, we just want to get everyone on the same page because we feel like if everyone's on the same page and everyone's able to play their role within the team, uh, it'll take us a long way. Um, you know, into the season and, um, you know, to give us good consistency and trust within our group. Now, I know you, you mentioned, back to your game, you mentioned um, you being in the defence and, and intercepting marks and all that, uh, Huey. Do you see yourself going through the midfield now uh, Horn Francis is here? Um, I'm, I'm not too sure in terms of that regard. I know I have the flexibility to do that and there's always um, cases throughout the year where... Um, Blokes in the midfield get injuries and that, and I feel like I can push through that, whether it be a wing or into the centre square. But I wouldn't say that that would be where I'll predominantly play. I think it'll be uh, a lot of half back and yeah, obviously pinch hitting if I need. And as you said, you've got uh, some blokes, Horn Francis, um, Fantasia, Rioli that can that can go through there from the from the forward. So um, there'll be a lot of competition. I think for me, I'm pretty settled at half back, and that's where I think I'll see uh, see a lot of the footy this year. And that means that Dan Houston stays in my fantasy team. Uh, Dan, Dan uh, it's great to uh, have you on the line. We are talking with Dan Houston from the Port Adelaide Footy Club. Apart from Adelaide Oval, which is ob- obviously the best ground in Australia, where else do you like to play around the country? Yeah, well, Adelaide definitely my favourite, whether it was our home ground or not. Um, and then obviously, the, I like the Gabba. I think um, we've played there a couple of times at night and, when the sun's going down and, and just the, the condition that they keep the deck is in um, unreal nick. So I like the Gabba um, and, yeah, obviously the Adelaide Oval as well. No, I didn't mind playing at the Gabba either, Huey. Bit of a green seamer. But um, who do you think uh, the side is to beat this year? I know Geelong are going to be strong again, but um, who do you think the side's going to the hardest to beat? Yeah, it's always hard at this time of year. Um, I think I think Geelong will be very good again, and just the, their general structure and their mature heads are, you know, very hard to beat. Um, yeah, I think Melbourne will bounce back, and even Richmond, I think, um, you know, can push hard 
into finals and yeah that's the best part of footy yeah you don't actually know till it happens and it, it looks like a very even playing field this year so I'm very keen to see how it unfolds do you uh, watch much sport on TV do you watch other sports do you like your American sports basketball NFL uh no I'm actually not into any of the American sports I just can't get my head around it um I'm into I'm into cricket. I'm watching the Strikers game at the moment, and that's very close to getting turned off. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and and a bit of golf as well. So yeah, cricket and golf is mainly the sports I get into, and um, obviously playing a little bit as well. So it's uh, good to good to track that. Dan, uh, really appreciate your time. Um, we know it's an exciting time of year. Only a few weeks away from the start of the season. Practice games will be here before you know it. We wish you and the team all the best for the season. Hopefully we can catch up uh, during the year as well. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Huey. Dan Houston from the Port Adelaide Footy Club. I love the way he plays footy. Just the, just his attack on the footy and the skills. One of the most skillful players at Port Adelaide. He's a player who likes to win the ball. He, he's got no fear. He sees the ball in the air and he, he goes and takes that marks. And as he was talking about in the interview, he wants to be that intercept player. So And we know once he's got the ball in his hands, he's kicking his elite. So... No, he's a definite uh, one of the best at Port Adelaide Bonds. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to see him go again this year. Now, earlier today, Chad, um, I had the chance to catch up with Adelaide United coach Carl Viet before tonight's big game against MacArthur. Um, Didn't so, want to wait for me, mate? Or? Uh, no, well, you, you were busy doing your hair, no, so I right. couldn't. I couldn't wait around for you. But we did get a chance to chat with Carl Viet and um, here's my little chat with him. And you're listening to Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323. The football is here with a $40 family pass available to the men's Isuzu Ute Aid League. And T's and C's apply. Our next guest is... The coach of Adelaide United Footy Club, it is Carl Viet. Carl, welcome to Sports ASA. Uh, thank you for having me. Now you're a little bit ill last week, and you missed the game. Are you feeling better? Um, yeah, I've, um, not a hundred percent, but I'm, I'm close to it and looking forward to the game. Now I believe you rang Mark Milligan about lunchtime during, uh, before the victory game and said, "Mate, I'm no good. You're going to have to take the reins." What was Mark's response? Um, yeah, I think he was a little bit shocked, um, but um, we'd done most of our prep work, so it was just a match day organisation, and, you know, Mark did a, a good job last week for us. Yeah, I'm sure you had full confidence in him doing the job. Um, a one-all draw with the victory. Were you happy or frustrated with the team's performance? Um, I suppose a bit of both, really. Um, you know, we started the game so well and got the early goal that we were we were after and we then sort of didn't really kick on with it after that and victory came back out as fairly hard and you know scored a good goal um and then you know the boys then kicked back into gear and we just couldn't get to find that winning goal at the end was it difficult obviously you're watching from home was it difficult doing that um yeah it is it's very difficult when you're the coach and you can't um, actually you know you're not there to sort of um give instructions or, you know, make changes. So, you know, even though, you know, we can, you know, communicate over the phone, but it's very different, um, you know, to have that one-on-one instructions with the players. Were you yelling at the TV when the go- during the game or just sitting there just frustrated and watching? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a good watcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Were you in communication with Mark during the game? Um, I pretty much during the game, I pretty much left him to concentrate on on the game. You know, okay. when you're watching from the TV, it's a little bit different to watching it live. And as I said, we have, I have full confidence in in Mark and Eugene and Damien and, and Ed and the other coaches that are on the staff. So um, as I said we made all our plans during the weekend. You know, it was just a matter of the players executing and and, and following those plans. Uh, I want to speak about Lachlan Barr. He missed last week's game with some hamstring tightness. Uh, will he be back for tonight's game? No, he'll miss again tonight. Um, it was he's got a you know had a very small tear in his hamstring, right. so it's a seven to ten, seven to ten day injury. So he'll miss tonight and be a, be available for next weekend. Oh, well, that's good news because uh, yeah, hamstrings can be a bit troublesome and be a bit longer than that. So it's good that he will only miss one more game. Uh, important to the to the back end of, of your side. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, Ibazuki. He hasn't scored for about six games now. Is that a concern for you? Um, yeah, look, of, of course. You want your striker to be scoring goals every week. Um, but it's just not on goal scoring that we have to look at his performances. It's um, how he brings other players into, into, the, into the game as well. And the hero does that quite well. Um, it'd be nice for him to have a, have a couple more goals. Um, he's had some opportunities. He's just, you know, going through a tough spell at the moment and he just has to keep working hard and, you know, and we have to provide the opportunities for him to get the other side of it. When a player is struggling to get into the game, what do you do during the week to try and correct that? Is it filling him with confidence? Is it getting him to change something slightly, so running to different areas? Yeah, it's something we've been working um, all season with on the areas that where we want um, Hiroshi to to attack it in front of the goal. You know, it's a little bit different to what he's used to, um, and I suppose he's you know adapting to that, and it's not quite um, falling for him at the moment. But you know, he keeps working hard, um, and so just that you know, goal scoring sometimes um, you know you can't find one for ages, and then you then you start getting them you know left, right, and centre. So we hopefully we can start that tonight and um, and you can start banging the goals in every week. That'd be great. Uh, let's turn our focus to tonight's game against MacArthur. Uh, they, you're sitting in sixth place. They're in fifth place. You're just one point behind MacArthur. Uh, it's almost a double point game for you, isn't it? Yeah, most definitely. You know, we're coming to the halfway mark of the season. Um, we're in a position on the ladder where we don't want to be, where we want to be higher up and have more points. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, we've put ourselves in this position and we're, the only way we're going to get out of this is um, to start working even harder than what we have been doing and, you know, start picking up some points. Last time you played the Bulls, uh, a 2-0 loss to them, but it was it's probably fair to say you had plenty of chances during the game. You let probably let a few goals slip during that game? Um, most definitely. Um, you know, it's a, it was a frustrating game last time we played them. We should have been two or three goals up and then we gave away a soft goal and then we had an opportunity to get back in the game in the second half to score a couple more goals and we just didn't take our opportunities and then, you know, we gave away another goal right there towards the end of the game. So um, it was frustrating, but, um, you know, it's something that we need to be better at ourselves in scoring goals um, and putting teams away and, you know, and that's got to start tonight against MacArthur. You know, they're a very good side, but we're at home. Um, so we've got to make sure that um, we put the pressure on and make it very difficult for them and, and get three points. 
Has there been a focus this week uh, playing against MacArthur? No one from MacArthur's listening, so it doesn't matter. But what, has there been a focus, with, whether it's uh, a defensive pressure, uh, are you looking to open them up uh, quickly? Is, the, is it ball movement, a bit quicker ball movement against them? Yeah, it's definitely the ball movement against MacArthur. They're a very um, one-on-one sort of um, team that um, mark players and follow players. So it's going to it's going to be crucial for us that we have fast ball movement and and good movement interchanging of um, positions of players as well to try and disrupt their man marking. And it's about um, yeah, making being positive with our passes and making sure we go forward. Carl, really appreciate you uh, joining us on the day of the game and. Have a fantastic uh, win, let's hope, against uh, MacArthur tonight and get the ball rolling for the rest of the season. No, no worries. Thanks, thanks a lot for your support. Thanks, Carl. Carl Viet there, the coach of Adelaide United. The Kia EV6 GT, it's a pinnacle of engineering and the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Chad, we're out of time and it's been a disappointing day for the strikers. Yeah, it has, Bonds. They haven't played well again against the Scorchers and they're running out of chances for the finals. Yes, they are. Uh, Thanks for joining us all week on the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Have a great weekend. Bye, everyone. A pinnacle of engineering. Kia EV6 GT. The most powerful Kia ever crafted. Right across South Australia, this is Sports Day.